Welcome to a special episode of Feed the Q. I'm Lauren Passell, editor of two podcast newsletters and the founder of Tink Media. And I'm Adela Mizrachi, founder of Podcast Brunch Club. As you know, we're in between seasons at the moment, but we wanted to bring you this bonus episode. And today, we're lucky enough to be joined by Leah Simone Bowen, the host of Podcast Playlist from CBC. Yeah, and Leah had us on an episode of her show, and it was so much fun that we wanted to have her on Feed the Q. Now, if you don't know podcast playlists from CBC, I totally recommend it. It's another podcast that will help you find your next favorite show. Now, here's the interview. Leah, welcome to Feed the Q. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here. We loved being on Podcast Playlist, and so we really wanted to pull you over to Feed the queue because I feel like we're both trying to do the same thing, trying to get more people listening to more podcasts, so we feel like we're podcast friends, and we're so excited to have you and ask you a few questions about your show. Can you start with just telling us a little about Podcast Playlist and how you became the host? And also, I want to know why you're the perfect host, because I think you are. This is already a amazing interview, my favorite interview of all time. Thank you for saying this. So <laughs> how did it come to be? Well, you know, it's been on for seven years, which is really incredible. And it is a radio show primarily for people who don't know. So we are on in Canada at CBC, which is the public broadcaster. Like I say, it's like the NPR PBS of the United States for people who don't know. And we are on PRX1 in the States. And it started seven years ago really to try and introduce what podcasts were to radio listeners essentially, like trying to teach the audience, hey, there are these things called podcasts and here's what they are. And it was supposed to just really be, I think, like a summer show. I don't think it was supposed to be on that long. And then it really just took off. And I think it's really because, as we know, I mean, podcasting, it's really about storytelling and it's just about bringing these great stories to listeners. And it's doing some of that work, the same work that you two are doing, doing that work for the listener because there is so much choice out there. It can be overwhelming for people who maybe aren't as in touch with the industry as we are, <laughs> industry insiders. And so, yeah, it's been on for seven years and I became the host last year at some point. I'd love to say the month and day, but I don't know anymore because I can't keep track of time. But it was about a year ago. And it's really, it came about because I work for the CBC podcast department. I host a show called The Secret Life of Canada, which is essentially about untold and undertold Canadian history, which surprisingly people listen to. It's a huge surprise to me that anyone wants to listen to Canadian history, but they do. So yeah, they asked me if I would become the new permanent host of Podcast Playlist. They had had some interim hosts since the last host left, but now I am the host and I'm really happy to be here. What's your favorite thing about Canadian history that we don't know about? Keeping in mind, Americans know nothing. I will give a like a very generalized answer is that it is much more dramatic, dirty, complicated, and just very dramatic. Is there a certain story that like you love? Like the thing maybe some Americans will know about Banff National Park. 
tons of tourists go there from all over the world. It's like this beautiful mountainous getaway. It's where rich people go to ski. And that park was essentially made by interned labor. Like they rounded up all the Eastern Europeans during the First World War and they forced them to make the town of Banff where everyone goes like skiing and has a great time. So that's kind of the work that I do is just is looking at those kind of things that most people think about Canada, which is like, it's very nice. We're very polite, which we are. No guns. No guns. No guns. Yeah. <laughs> but that's, we've had all the guns. We've had all exactly. of the things. And so it's just about looking at like that. Yeah. Interesting. I love that. I just, I also want to just sort of throw out that like, I think podcast playlist started around the same time that Podcast Brunch Club did. And so when I was like seeking out podcasts, I would always like go to your show because it's such a great way to discover new shows. So before we move on to the next sort of personal recommendation section of the interview today, can you tell our listeners a little bit about the format of your show? How do you sort of like structure the show? We do several things. And when I say we, it's it's mostly the producers of our show that put in the good, sweet work of finding all these shows. And then I just listen to what they <laughs> they found. So, you know, we have a new and notable every month where we do an episode where it's all just new podcasts. So it, it can be any genre. And then we tend to order each episode by theme. You know, we're recording one today on like scam podcasts, which are so popular right now. You know, I just did an interview last week with Kim Goldman, the sister of Ron <gasps> Goldman, because she has a new, oh. excellent, amazing podcast called Media Circus. And so we talked about looking at podcasts that are really trying to center the victims and the families of crime, because we know like crime podcasts are so popular, but a lot of times they don't necessarily center those stories. So we try to thematically link podcasts. And so in an episode, we might feature four or five different podcasts, a clip from each. Sometimes we'll interview the creators if we can, just to give people a real sense what goes into making a podcast, but also what the narrative arc of the series that you might want to check out is. Yeah, I love that. I love the opportunity to also just listen to a clip of the podcast to get a real sense of whether or not I want to go and subscribe. So it's a really great way to get like a bunch of podcasts, listen to a bunch of clips and then decide if you're going to go and listen to the rest of it. So I appreciate the format a lot. I can't wait to listen to the interview with Kim Goldman yeah. because I love that show. And I agree that I've been noticing that kind of like we're retelling the narrative a little like I there's a podcast called Media Storm from the Guilty Feminist that's kind of doing the same thing. It's so exciting. And she does such a good job. I'm so jealous you got to talk to her. Yeah, was, she's, I would have been so nervous. <laughs> she's amazing. 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 And to I think to take on doing the work that she does in advocacy now and doing the work of this podcast, it really speaks volumes about how she's really taken the most horrible thing that can ever happen to you and tried to glean some positivity about it, maybe some meaning. This was incredible. I'm also curious, like, I wonder if you talked to her and I can wait until the episode comes mm -hmm. out. So don't get don't feel free to say no spoilers aloud. But did you talk to her about her choice to use podcast as the medium? Yeah, we did. Yeah, yeah because I can imagine that it's so much more powerful, you know, just to hear directly from people. You know, I think the thing that podcasts, as we know, offer people or content creators is control. 
that you have a bit of control. And what that podcast is about is really the lack of control you have as a family member or possibly a victim of crime when media can get involved and and you lose the narrative or it becomes misconstrued. So I think it's really in the scope of that show, it's about empowerment of the people that she's talking to that she'll say in the podcast, you can say whatever you want. We can talk about what you want or what you don't want in the scope of this crime that happened to you. Since this is a podcast recommendation platform, I will say I happen to love, if anyone's listening and hasn't listened to Media Circus yet, the episode with Rodney King's daughter, I listened to that one twice. It felt like they were too I felt like I was not like not even supposed to be listening. I felt like it was two Ooh. sisters talking about this their shared feelings going through two very different but very similar things. I would recommend that one. That was my favorite. Just mm-hmm. had to throw, I ha- can't stop giving the recommendations. But I just have to know what is the last podcast you listened to and what speed and what app So to be honest, the last podcast I listened to was this morning. It was called Hot Money. Uh, It's by the Financial Times. It is about the financial world of the porn industry, which doesn't sound that interesting, but it's very interesting because they really look at how performers in the porn industry are really obviously put out there and have no anonymity with the rise of internet porn and that the people who control these porn empires have all the anonymity. Nobody knows who they are. Um, and so it follows that story. And that was actually for podcast playlists. I just did a, an interview with the host of that show. I always listen to them at, at normal speed. I can't do the this sped up unless it's my podcast because I I'll speed up my own podcast if I have to listen to it because I find that I'll lose I might lose intention or you know you lose something and I listen on overcast and I feel strongly about overcast because I can make lists when we have an episode coming up I'll take all of the episodes that we're going to be feature and I make a little list I'll say episode 313 or whatever we're calling it that day I put all the episodes in there in a list And then I can listen to them. And that's how I do it. And Overcast has provided me that that feature. I have a question for you Mm -hmm. because I'm a Pocket Cast girl and I tried Overcast. This was years ago, like Mm -hmm. I want to say five years to four years ago, maybe. And I, I got upset because all of the top lists were male podcasts and I deleted it and never went back. But that's not fair of me because I'm sure it's better now, is it? I don't know about that part because, to be honest, I don't use their recommender, really. I mm. use it for listening. Does that make sense? Yeah. So, like, that's, that's how I listen. Yeah. I love it. Everyone has to use different ones for different things, right? It's so it's weird because so I use Overcast to listen because uh-huh. you can also, like, skip the first, like, three minutes of – like, you can set it up that it skips – the first three minutes so you can skip the commercials and stuff like that. But if I'm looking for a podcast or I'm looking to see what's new, I'll use Apple Podcasts. But I don't listen oh, to Apple Podcasts. I just like look through their... Yeah, they've got you know, good. Yeah. They have a better recommender and what's new and all of that. It's very flashy and well put together. But I find the Apple Podcast app infuriating. And I used to use it, but then I was like, what did they do? I don't know. I, what do you guys listen to? I'm so curious what you use. I use Pocket Cast as well. And I know that 
I think I paid a long time ago for it, like $3 or something, and then they made it free. But they have really awesome controls also, like where you can skip a certain number of minutes or seconds in the beginning or at the end. You can set it to like a specific speed. So this is funny. I will I usually listen on 1.5 times speed, but if I'm listening to a British podcast, I have to go to 1.0. <laughs> so you can so understand I, what they're saying. Yeah. 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 So like, but I can set that specific show to always play at 1.0 so that I don't have to manually manipulate it. So if that's the next one on my queue, it just automatically does it. So I love pocket casts. And Lauren, what do you listen to? I'm just I'm curious. I'm pocket casts. Yeah. Pocket casts as well. Okay. I like overcast though, because you can make clips oh. of specific like a minute and a half clip if you want to just grab a little audio clip and then it like almost downloads it as a video I think to your phone and then you can upload it to like Twitter Amazing. and that's on overcast not on pocket cast that's on overcast. yeah overcast I know you can do that yeah yeah, yeah. well Leah what are you doing tomorrow let's just make a, a new one get some free <laughs> I mean, time let's just let's do all of the things I love nerding out over podcasts so I have a question about the show though I know that it's been going on for seven years mm-hmm. and you're the what fourth host I think about fourth, but don't quote me on that. But they've had interim hosts as well. So, okay. Yeah. So like, how has the show changed since it started? Because you started Podcast Playlist back when people didn't know what a podcast was. Mm -hmm. And now people know what podcasts are the same way that I started Podcast Brunch Club, because a lot of people who wanted to talk about podcasts didn't have friends that also listened. Most of their friends were like, what? What's a podcast? They wanted to make friends who also listened. So I'm just wondering if you can speak to how the show has changed either in format or in content. Well, it's really interesting. We did a 300th episode not too long ago. I think it was about six months ago where we had all of the hosts come back. I talked to them about it. And the original host said we had a clip that we played where they I think it was the first episode where they say something like, yeah, so podcasts like it seems like they're really might be taking off, but who knows where they will be in a year. And this is kind of this isolated maybe thing. And so I think really the show was about teaching people what they were and where to find them as CBC was also growing its podcast department over the years. But now it's really about being a place where people, like I said, we're doing some of the work for people. People have busy lives. They don't necessarily have time to sit on a podcast app as I do. So they need that. And I think also I was interviewing, I'm going to forget her name, but I was interviewing the host of ICYMI, and she said one of the things that really surprised her about their listenership, because it's about the internet, it's about like memes and all the things of the young, that most of their listeners were older. They had mostly an older listenership who was trying to learn what are my kids talking about or what is happening. And I think for CBC Radio, we have a bit of an older our audience skews a bit older. And I think it's a way for to be accessible. I feel like we are providing accessibility for an audience that maybe would be like, I don't know how to find these things or sort through this thing. So I think it's just a a service. I think we're a service podcast that we help people find entertainment, really. Yeah, I love that. And just because you start on the radio, I mean, you have the show on the radio, Mm -hmm. too. I'm sure that sort of converted a lot of people over to podcasts who may have been old school radio listeners. That's right. And, yeah, I think yeah. we did. Yeah. Awesome. Well, who are the listeners? Is it like just podcast fans or podcast makers, like people in the industry? Do you like, do you know anything about them? 
Yeah, well, I think that's the exciting thing about our show is that because it's on the radio and because, you know, CBC in Canada has a huge listenership on the radio. Like they get crazy numbers because we are, like I said, the PBS NPR of Canada, whatever that means to Americans. I don't even know if that analogy works, but we do. I think it works. Okay. I think it works. Yeah. (laughs) We do have a huge buy in from listeners, you know, like they turn the radio on in the morning and they might leave it on all day and listen. So I think the exciting thing about our audience is it's literally people who may have never been exposed to. Ira Glass or, you know, like all of these creators and shows that we know so well. And so on the radio, our listenership, it's just like a wide range of people. And then the podcast, I think we get more content creators and people who are avid podcast fans who just need a little bit of help or want to kind of have an aggregate in a way. Yeah. So we know that you guys call the you look at the different podcast apps and you try and get recommendations that way. I'm wondering, do you hear from listeners for podcast recommendations? We hear from a lot of listeners, a lot of content creators, a lot of content creators. It is about, like I said, with our new and notable episode, sometimes people, content creators email us and say, we have this new show. And we say, it can't be in the the new and notable for this month because we we're already filled. So we get a ton of emails mostly, I would say, primarily from content creators. And then, yeah, we do hear from listeners who say like, what about this? Or, you know, I just did an episode of a radio show that we have here called Ontario Today. Ontario is the province that I live in. So it's like the state for American audiences. And it was a live call-in show and people just called in with their podcast recommendations. And most of them I'd never heard of. Most of them, I I was like, I have no idea, like tons of things I'd never heard of. And so, you know, I'm constantly learning, as you guys know, it's just, it's huge. It's just like an endless group of stories. Man, you have a lot, it's a lot of responsibility and you're doing a good job, but it's like, I never thought about that before because it's radio. This might be the first time that people would even consider and you have, you have them and you have to convince them. That's like a completely separate challenge from getting... What I try to do is get people that are already listening to podcasts, listening to more or different ones and better ones. So that's so interesting. How do you talk about it differently? You know, you can't really have, how do you do that? How do you talk about it in the same way and make it make sense to everyone? I think there's a line between knowing, I mean, you have to walk a line, right? Because a lot of the audience is very savvy. And I don't want to make it seem like older listeners don't listen to podcasts. Tons of people know what a podcast is and listen to it. And then there will be some listeners that still are not engaging in that kind of content. So you have to walk a line between always giving context of the creators you're talking about, of how maybe popular the show is or what season it's in, or maybe this is a new person to podcasting. You know, you have to give those little tidbits of the world also not be too inside baseball that causes people to go like, I don't, I can't listen to the show because they're just talking about audio levels or whatever, right? So yeah, you walk a bit of a line, but I think we see it more as just giving people the opportunity to listen to great storytelling and just finding good storytellers. Well, I know that our time is running short, so I want to be respectful of your time, but we have one follow-up question, one sort of final question. What is a show that you love that not enough people know about? Because we might steal it for our show. (laughs) Not enough 
people. Ooh, that's I mean, a- it could be you could go back into your old like archives. Are there shows that you're like, oh, my gosh, I'm telling everybody about this show. Nobody has heard about it. Or was there one of your picks that you were like so excited about? Yeah, I'm trying to think if there's one that I feel like people don't know about. And I don't know. I, To be honest, I don't know if I can answer that one because I feel like the things that I've been listening to or excited about lately are popular, which is terrible. I think it's so funny, too, because I think the three of us talking right now, I, we, Lauren and I have had this conversation many times where, like, we think it's popular, but we're also, like, on this side of the, you know, like, we know a lot right. of shows. And I have been at Podcast Brunch Club meetings with listeners who listen enough because they go to a Podcast Brunch Club meeting, and I'll say something like, oh, have you heard of The Moth? And they'll be like, no. And right. I'm always shocked. So, like, I think it's also, like, our bar for what is considered popular might be a little high. So just go ahead and recommend a show that you want us to listen to. Okay. One of the ones that I've been listening to recently, which was, I think, recommended to me, is Mumbai Crime. Have you ever heard of Mumbai Crime? Yeah. yeah. See, I feel like... but um, No, but I think we've heard of it, because, again, because we're, like, we're really tapped in. I don't think a lot of people have heard of it. Yeah, I've really been enjoying it. I didn't know, really know what to expect, but I that one has been a standout for me because I don't listen to a lot of kind of drama or fiction podcasts or anything like that. That's been a real journey and a real love for me. But, you know, I have go-to podcasts that I only have a couple go-to podcasts that I listen to regularly. So I will tell you what those are and I'll just admit it to the world because they're... (laughs) Anyway, so (laughs) the first one is Who Weekly. I never miss an episode of Who Weekly because I like to know the weird C-list celebrities. If people don't know, it's really about the who's of the internet, the people that you might see but don't know who they are, but you still see them everywhere and they're discussed. So that's a real favorite. The other one that I've been recently listening to a lot is called, oh my gosh, yeah, The Town with Matthew Baloney. It's a ringer podcast and he is, Matthew Baloney is like a Hollywood reporter. He's also a lawyer and he Each week they talk about some kind of inside industry thing that's going on in Hollywood. So he did a whole episode on that whole Zack Snyderverse where they released like fans. There was this big upswell in fans wanting his uh, Snyder cut, Snyder cut released. Uh And then and then they found out that a lot of those people were bots and they tracked it possibly back to Zack Snyder himself. So that was one of the episodes. Like you get these really interesting kind of insider discussions about the industry on that podcast that I've really been enjoying. And then my other big favorite is I listen to Keep It every week. That's with Ira Madison III and it's from Crooked Media, the folks that do like Pod Save America. But this is their entertainment show and Ira Madison III and Louis Vertel are just hilarious and great and I love them. So I know that doesn't answer the what white people not know, but that's what I listen to among other things. Those are my go-tos, definitely. I bet a lot of people listening to this have not heard of those shows. Right. Also, I must say the Ringer shows are so good and I don't always know about them. I look actively for shows and I so often am like, 
why do I not know about this Ringer show? I don't know what they're doing in their marketing over there, but it's always worth it to go see what the Ringer is doing because they have some great podcasts that I agree. And I didn't, I, okay, here's the full disclosure of how I started listening to the town is because of the slap, the Will Smith slap. I was listening to some other podcast that was talking about the slap and they had Matthew Baloney on because he was there. He was like on the phone. He's like, I just got out of the Oscars and like everyone's freaking out. And this person said this. And he was just like, to be honest, he was kind of like dishing. Like he was giving some good hot gossip. I was like, who is this guy? And they said, well, you can listen to him on his own podcast that he had just started. And so that's how I started listening to it. And I would agree about the ringers. Like since then, I've been checking out other stuff they put out. And I'm like, this is excellent. I've never heard of this thing and more people should know about it. Yeah, I know. I can't stop giving recommendations. It's the only <laughs> thing I know how to talk about. But there is a podcast in the ringer called Recipe Club and it's really good. And I will only take one second to say, go to Recipe Club and listen to the Bobily episode and then come back and thank me. It's okay, so no. good. Come back and thank you. Okay, great. I will. This was so wonderful to talk to you, Leah, and I'm so glad we're able to introduce our listeners to your show. You should all go out and find podcast playlist from CBC. It's a really great way to hear about new shows that you should go and subscribe to. So thank you so much. Thank you both so much for having me. I really appreciate it. Can we do this every day? Not record it, just talk about podcasts every day. Yes, because I do feel, like I said, because our show has to walk a line, you can't really go, like I cannot sit on the radio and talk about how much I love the Overcast app because I can make lists, you know? <laughs> thank you, you for providing it. me that space. It's a safe to place. Just, yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Oh my yes, God. That I... whole conversation could be like a whole podcast in and of itself, like the podcast industry insider where podcast app developers will listen uh, I because hope so. like we have all the ideas for good features for the podcast. Honestly, apps. if you ever want to have an episode just about apps, I'm here oh, for you and I would yeah. love to. I'm inviting myself to that episode. Noted. Oh. Yes. And love it. part two of this episode, which will be coming out never, is all <laughs> the podcasts we hate. Oh <laughs> my gosh. I'm just I would also love to do that privately. I know. That'll be on our phone call tomorrow. So Okay, great. Okay, we'll talk then. Okay, bye. Thank you so much. Lovely being here. Bye. 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 Bye.